We are continuing our series entitled Above and Beyond. And uh, so as I get uh, my notes prepared here, uh, the title of my message is called Are You Expecting? So um, I'm not asking for people in spring to have spring babies. I'm talking about what are you expecting? And I know that people came in here today that you are expecting something. I know that you who are watching, you're expecting something. But I want to make sure that the people who are in this house and watching are expecting the right thing. And so we're going to be in the book of Malachi, last book of the prophets, last book of the Old Testament, and in chapter 3, and are you expecting? So if you'll go with me right now, we're going to... Um, go outside, and uh, we're going to stand and look at uh, the horizon. So at any moment, we're going to be outside, and we're going to be looking. Well, I see part of it. It's fine. So we are, we are looking out. This is on a clear day, and um, we can see about 12 miles from here. It's a clear day. We're looking out 12 miles. Isn't that a beautiful sight? Spring is coming. Ah, oh, man. But now, we are the same people. Now, we're going to go in a plane now. And now it's on a clear day. We're looking out. Whoa. There is beautiful Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And uh, I think that's the Providence River, actually. And uh, now, on a clear day, we can see 300, no, 246 miles away. So if we were down on the ground and we saw that plane, we could see that plane from 246 miles away. So we were at 12 miles, now we're at 246 miles. So where are we going with this? Henry Ford said this amazing quote, and I love it, and that's why I'm using it. And he said that no matter what's going on around you, Remember that a plane takes off against the wind and not with it. So there are some turbulent winds that you are experiencing right now as you're sitting there. There's turbulent winds that um, those who are watching online that they're experiencing. And in fact, according to Yahoo and Mashable, check out what was said in 2018 were the biggest fears. And the first one was pulled by doctors. The first, I'm going to call it a turbulent wind or fear of being poor. The fear of change. The fear of politics. The fear of being blamed. The fear of failure. The fear of not being accepted. What about the fear of pain or disease? And lastly, the fear of not being loved. I know we've all experienced that. And, and you know what's interesting? How can we be put right? No matter how high our altitude goes, we have to see things the way God sees them. So when the turbulence wind come against us, 
We need to go against them and live above and beyond. Do you agree with me today, yes or no? Yes, I agree with that. So those who are seeking, those who came because someone invited you, those who it might be your first time, guess what? You get a pass. For right now, I'm going to be talking to those who are new believers and who are long-term believers. Because I'm going to be talking about how to live above and beyond. How do we, we, we get these glimpses of, I want to hold on to that was so good. And our child graduates, or we get a new car, right? And then eventually there's potato chips that go there, and someone spills something, and it smells disgusting like egg, and someone was milking a cow in the back of your car. You know what I'm saying? So these things, we want to know, they're, they're right. How do we hold on to them? Those days of weddings, how can we hold on to them? And then the turbulent winds come, and we want to say, they just keep fleeting away out of our hands. But I want to live above and beyond on a daily basis. Who is with me today? Who doesn't want that? So I'm going to tell you, there are four ways of living above and beyond. And the first way is we get to give our money away. Yes. So has anyone heard this before? Money, money, money. Right? That was a hit way back in the day. Uh, I was much younger, and it wasn't in my lifetime. Okay, I can't get out of the hole I dug it, so whatever. So it's money. So there's four types of giving, and I'm going to talk to you about one of those today. But the first type, and that's the one we're going to be talking about, is tithing. So uh, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me read these, these first verses. Um, Hebrews 6.17 says, So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath. Who in here knows that if someone takes an oath, something very serious has happened or is going to happen? We swear our presidents in under oath. We take, if we're at the justice of the peace, we do things by oath. If we've been convicted or whatever, um, I promise this is what I'm saying is true. So who are the heirs of promise? I would like to know that. I mean, if, if, if he was like saying under an oath, well, who's that oath? So the answer is Galatians 3, uh, 14. And it says, so that in Christ, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. So just to let you know, Jews are, can be really rich. So... You can go to Israel, and they have these plants growing. It's like they grow right out of the sand. It's the craziest thing. It's like, how does anything grow in a desert? Because God gave them the blessing. And Abraham was a rich, rich, rich. I'll say that one more time. Because Rich man. He was rich. Um, Isaac was rich. Jacob was rich. Job was known as the richest man of the East. He was rich, and they were rich because God blessed them. So guess what? I can get in on this blessing because I'm not a Jew. I'm a Gentile. And he said, because Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles 
so that we might receive the promised spirit. So the Father teaches us four ways to live, and that's on your bulletins. The first is there's motivations behind these givings. So we're motivated to give because, one, we have obedience. We want to obey our Father. This is not works righteousness. It is obeying. We obey him because we, he loved us and we love him. So tithing, our motivation is obedience found in Malachi 3, 10 through 12. We're gonna talk about that later. The second one is we give first fruits. It's because we're generous people. We give out of the generosity of our hearts. That's found in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 and Romans eleven sixteen. Thirdly, we give alms giving because we have compassion for people. We don't want to see people go to school without lunches. We don't wanna see people go to school without backpacks. We don't wanna see people not be able to afford their bills when they can't pay the rent, right? So that's why we give alms because God impresses on us to give some compassion to these people and we're his hands and feet. We are the church. That's found in Proverbs 19, 17 and Matthew 6, 1 through 4, and you do that on your own time. And the fourth type, I like this one, is seed. Our motivation is faith reward. And that's in 3 John 2. Look that up later today because that scripture will mess you up. But we're going to talk just about tithing today. So tithing consistently. This isn't a, hey, um, I've been a Christian. I'm tithing two weeks. It's not long enough. I've been tithing three years. It's not long enough. I've been tithing 10 years. It's not long enough. What are you saying, Nathan? Man, you guys ask good questions. So we tithe when the economy is good. We tithe when the economy is bad. We tithe when we have one employee. We tithe when we have 1,000 employees. We tithe when our oil tanks need to be filled. And we got some big oil tanks. Anybody know about that? Where is this snow coming from? Right? We tithe no matter what comes against us. And I'm letting you know on a secret when you walk out of here today, the turbulent winds will come and they will question you on whether or not you're tithing the proper way. Tithing equals tenth, the full tenth, the full tenth of which, not on the net, the full tenth. So we're going to stand and read our golden text. We're going to go to Malachi 3. Six and give honor to God's word. Today, this is a call to act. So, there's a little test and there's a quiz as we read. When I say Lord, you say the source, my source. So, we're going to try that. For I am the Lord, I'm in verse six, for I am the Lord. Good job, we're gonna try that one more time. For I am the Lord. I change not. Verse 10, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me 
now herewith saith the Lord. Man, good job, of host. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's a big room. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts, and all, say all, all nations, all means all, and all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Let's pray. You guys did wonderful. Dear God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. May what I speak be said in excellence, boldness, accuracy, that the word that is received by everyone hearing and listening, that it will be done unhindered and unchecked by any outside force, and that signs, wonders, miracles will follow those who take this word, receive it, and do something with it. And everyone online watching, that they will receive signs, wonderful, wonder, wonders, miracles, and it will follow them as well because we serve a living God who is the source, my source. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Are you expecting, point number one in your bulletins, when we tithe consistently, this creates the obedience standard. It's the standard and positions me to a covenant God, the source, my source. What is the speed limit on I-95? Someone yell it out. 65. If I go past 65 and I get pulled over, the officer asks me a question. Man, I act like I've done this before. I apologize. I don't mean to act like that. Yeah. Hey, you know what you got pulled over for? Yes. Or no, no. Yes. I I was speeding. Well, how did I know what I got pulled over for? Because there was a standard. The standard is 65 miles an hour. That's the standard. So in order for me to get into this, um, this uh, where I need to be is I got to know the standard. You guys know the standards very well. I'm very impressed. You know the standards, and we must abide by the standards. And what I love about God is that his standards and his rules, they're not grievous. They're for us. They're, it's, it's crazy. It's, when he says these things, it's, it's just amazing that when we follow him and listen to him, he knows a lot. He knows everything. So when he asks us to do something, he's doing it for our good. So um, I have uh, five daughters, and you don't need to cheer or clap. I know it's crazy. It's fun, and I'm blessed. But I love it, uh, especially when my teenager, who's sitting here actually in this service today, or my younger children, um, they can come to me and say, Dad, can I help you? And I'm like, whoa. You did, okay, the, you, if you ask them later, my mind is pop, 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 pop. I got to get stuff done. I got to. When they say that, I'm like, yes, 
you can help me. My position towards them is like, man, they know what's going on. Now, and I'm like, what, what, what can we do after this, right? But I'll tell you what I really like. Some fathers up in here, if you don't agree with me, we're gonna talk after service. So I love it when one of my daughters says, Dad, can I rub your back? You didn't even have to ask me that question. I'm gonna give you five minutes to stop that. So I'll stand there, I'm like, oh yeah, all right, go to the right. Uh, you guys with me, you know what, go to the left. Ah, oh, man, man, that feels good. When God says, you do this, and we do it, and we expect, what do you think that does to him? It catches his attention. That little woman, she gave all she had, and he says, hey, listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up. She gave more than any of you guys, right? When we obey God, it does something to him. He says, man, they trust me, and they love me, and I love them. So I need to first get in connect. I'm right here, bam, I got the standard. I know the standard. What's the next point? The next point is, well, actually, let me read this verse first. Malachi 3.10, you bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. Any English majors in here, anyone teaches English, when you see a verb, bring, do, walk, hear, listen, what, did, what are we supposed to do with that verse? Anyone who's ever taught children before? Anyone. You're supposed to put the word you in front of it. You bring. You go. You take. So he says, you bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. And here, listen to this obedience clause in Leviticus 26.3 on your notes. If you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them. So now he's created a clause for us to have obedience. And every time he asks us to do something, we can look back later to see that if we do something, what he has in store. What is it gonna be, good or bad? And so I want to talk to you also today about a covenant. A covenant means to cut. And this is, um, we don't take a covenant lightly at all. This is still done in countries as like Africa or any Aborigines. And uh, being in the Western uh, civilization, we don't really understand this, but this is a huge thing. It's always done between two parties. And usually one party is less fortunate or doesn't have quite as much as this other party. So what happens is this party that has some still looks about the situation and says, you know what, they are in my region to keep peace, so on and so forth. I think I'll do this covenant thing. So they get a priest. The priest comes and the priest makes a cut. This other priest makes a cut. And the people who are bleeding they bleed over a cup of wine. This person puts their blood in the wine. And the priest stirs it. And the two parties, they take a drink until it's done. They give each other gifts. And now what I have, that person has. What this person has, 
that person has, and they protect each other. And we've been given that opportunity as well. And now if you'll remember, the priest did a lot of things in Leviticus, and the priest would take these two doves because someone was sinning, and he'd take this dove, and he'd, he'd cut this one dove, and the dove's bleeding, and it's dying, and he takes this blood and sprinkles the dove that's alive seven times. And the live dove's like, I'm getting blood. And, and, and the priest puts the dove on this piece of cedar wood and, and touches the dove with hyssop. And he looks at that dove, and that dove's now dead. And he puts it on the altar, and it dies. And this dove goes free and, and flies away. And that's a picture of us because there's been a covenant with Jesus Christ who was cut who shed his blood and paid and expects you that when you obey, he can do everything he told you he can do. God is the word. In John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. When we read this word, God's word is speaking to us. So Hebrews 9, 22 says, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So two, point two, tithing consistently creates the flow, yes, I love this one, of blessings to the source, my source. Tithing consistently creates the flow of blessings to the source, my source. So anyone in this audience or who's been watching, if they've ever had flow issues, they have to take Maalox. And so I'm gonna run real quick past that. We don't wanna have flow issues, right? So now I'm gonna talk about gutters and maybe that would be more pleasant. So if our gutters are not flowing correctly, there's leaves and spring is coming. April showers bring May flowers. We know it's going to rain. Get the snow away. We have to have flow in our gutters, right, so that it doesn't damage our roof. So what I love about this is that when I read Malachi 310b, it says, if I will not, can you guys say this word for me? Um, a little louder and with more energy, because I know spring's coming. And I know some women in here that want to open those windows because the stomach bug's been going around and we want to open those windows, right? So let's try it again. You've been passing the test. Here we go again. If I will not, yes, the windows of heaven for you and, and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. I want to know anybody in here who is a believer who has any financial need, who needs some pouring out today? What? Uh-huh, I'll take a dime. What are you expecting? Tell me, is there anyone who's, someone's gone off to college, you're preparing for a wedding, you're making a job transition, you're buying a new house, you, you're still paying oil bills or whatever, you, you want an Audi all-road, oh with nice leather trim, 
seven speaker surround sound. 20-inch alloy rims. Ooh, okay, I, I apologize. I got a little carried away. Who doesn't have a need financially in here that you would like God to take care of? Who? I'm saying, who wants to get in on this? Who wants to seek? Yeah, God, pour out a blessing until this says, I, I'm just, you guys have it in your notes. I'm not tricking you. Pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. I don't know about you, but I got needs. You guys have needs. You guys have wants. I want him to pour it down until there's no need for me to want or need anymore, and I give it away, 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 right? So go here to Leviticus 26.4, and it says, then, because remember he said, walk in my statutes, do them, keep them, and then what does he do? And then I will give you your, say it, rains in their season, and their land shall yield its increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Man, that is awesome. So I know the standard. I obey. I obey because I love. It creates the flow. Guess what's after the flow? I got connections. Anybody up in here from Rhode Island and Massachusetts to say, I need help. I need a mechanic. I, I got a guy. I know a guy. I need some help in construction. I know a guy. Right? I need some insurance. Right? Ooh, I sell insurance. I'm your guy. Right? Ooh, that's good. So what the next step is, is that this tithing consistently creates the connection to the source, my source. And if you know that the source, my source is your connection, look what your guy does for you. Malachi 3.11, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. You know what? I'm going to read that one more time. Because you all are experiencing things, you're going through some construction as well, and the construction sometimes halts, right? And you go, hey, Father, um, this is taking longer than what I thought and the devourer's been bringing up some bills against me, would you take care of that punk? Because I'm gonna remind him what you told me in Malachi 3, 10, and 11. Or your car might be going, uh, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> hey, uh, Father, um, my car isn't sounding right, and you said you would rebuke the devourer. He showed up in my tire today. You better get that thing out of there, right? So there's some other things that he's coming up against you. Hey, I've been trying to hire 10 more employees, and I said that I was going to do amazing things in my community, and other things come up. What do you mean I have to owe more taxes? Hey, um, Father, so this weird tax law just passed, so I need you to rebuke the devourer so that I can do what you called me to do. 
Can somebody say amen to what I'm talking about? Please, thank you. So now, as we go through this, this says Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know, therefore, you're still on the hook. Know, therefore, that the Lord, yes, we're going to try that again. It's a little shaky. Know, therefore, that the Lord, the source, my source, your God is God. That's a capital G. Just wanted to throw that in there. He's not a little G. He's the big G. Just to say, I'm just saying, big G. That's who I serve. And the faithful God who keeps covenant. Oh, oh, there's that cut thing again. Whoa. And just to let you know, we got the better end of that covenant. He didn't get the good end of that. We got the better end of it, but guess what? Thank God we got it, right? And, and steadfast love with those who love him and keep, obey his commandments to a thousand generations. So we talked about we have to have the standard, which then creates the flow, which then creates the, the connection, right? So we, need, we know that if something's wrong with our connection, oh, we should look at our flow. Oh, if there's something wrong with our flow, we should look at the obedience standard. Where am I missing it, God? Where am I missing it? I know you're trying to bless us. I know that our church needs a lot of things. I know we're trying to do some things in Woonsocket. I want to be there. I want to be a part of it. I'm going to do these things. I know that tithing consistently is going to put me in connection with you. So today, we're going to talk about some things. Check this out. On this is worry and care. And I'm going to say something that's a little frustrating to you guys. Because you hold these and you carry them around willingly. Can you guys see what they say? We carry these around willingly. Worry and care. We carry them every day, all of us. God's own children. We carry these willingly. But guess what today? We're going to be filling those babies up because we're getting rid of some things. So who in here has been battling this? And today, you have decided I'm getting rid of fear. Who wants to get rid of fear today? Who would like to make an exchange? I'm telling you right now, I'm tired of fear. I'm tired of waking up saying, oh, what are you going to do today? How are you going to pay your bill? You're done, fear. You're out of here, and we're throwing you away. How about that? What about who's going through anxiety? We want to get rid of anxiety, and we're going to get rid of anxiety right now and we're going to throw that thing away, and we're, gonna, we're done with it. What about the thing that is giving us high blood pressure, is giving us headaches at 2 p.m.? It's not because you're drinking too much coffee, just to let you know. Who wants to get rid of stress because this isn't working things out, right? So you guys with me, we're going to take stress, and we're going to say, stress, we're done with you. And then sometimes they try to come back out. At the last service, one little job, I said, oh, no. Uh, no, 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 you're going right back in there. Now, what about some of you? There's some things that the enemy has said 
Remember what you did when you were 10. Remember what you did right before you came into service and who you were talking to. Shut your mouth. I'm throwing guilt away because I am in right standing with God. Guilt, you're out of here. And guess what? See ya. What about this one? Condemnation. God's word says, now there is no condemnation to those who believe. You're not condemned anymore. Everything you ever needed, he died for and he, and he purchased it. And I'm telling you, he'll never have to deal with it again. We're getting rid of condemnation. Who wants to get rid of that one? Now look at this one. Oh, well, strife and arguments. So I'm not going to tell my wife anymore. I'm not going to argue with her. Yes, we're going to give the full tithe. We're not, no, so, so is it on the, on the net? Is it on the gross? Is it on the, well, should we give five extra? This Stop arguing about it. You're going to give the full tithe. You're not going to argue anymore, right? You're not going to have strife. And guess what? I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to you guys. It takes two to tango. But if one removes themselves, now the strife goes away. So who's going to get rid of strife and arguing today? Just me? No, you guys are too. Let's get rid of strife and arguments. What about, whoa, this one's huge. Don't tell me you don't experience this. If you are, you're a liar. And Well, we're not going to go into that. Okay, doubt and unbelief. There was a young man that had a child, and his son kept getting thrown into the fire. Can somebody heal my son? He keeps getting thrown into the fire. Jesus, would you help me? I can help you. And what does the man say after that? I believe, but help my unbelief. Isn't it? It's so easy to talk about, but us who've been walking and obeying God, do we really believe that what his word says is true and for us. I see other people moving and advancing and getting blessed. Do you believe it for yourself? Do you believe when he says, bring me the ties and I'll open up the windows of heaven? Let him open the windows of heaven. And when we don't see it, when we don't see it, that's the best part. When we don't see the blessing, we say today, there's no unbelief in me. I believe because I tithe to my church, because I give to your kingdom, you are blessing me so that I can bless others. And there's gonna be more people get saved. There's gonna be more people get baptized. There's gonna be more people who are getting out of doubt and unbelief, and I'm gonna be a part of it. Can I throw this doubt and unbelief away? That's what I'm talking about. You are out of here. See, see, trying to come back. I don't think so. This is a huge one. Lack and debt. Today, we're getting rid of lack and debt. We today are going to act like adults, men and women, who instead of for the dryer and the washer, instead of going out today and putting it on the Lowe's card, we're going to say, just like we talked about, Father, the washer and the dryer, it's not acting right. You said you would rebuke the devourer, 
It's not supposed to be where you hold a door open and push a button and, and the cycle, you, you do this and then you, and then you shut the door and then, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you guys have dishwashers, right? And the dishwasher, well, you, you got to put it on this setting and then you kind of got to, and, and that will make the dishwasher work. We're not going to charge anymore, are we? We're going to get rid of debt and live the way God wants us to. So debt, I don't care if you keep emailing me. I don't care about the commercials. I don't care. Hey, rebuke it because actually, I'm just going to, I'm going to mute the commercials. I'm not going to look about that debt anymore. What about this one? I'm done living paycheck to paycheck. Every time he brings me up and talks and tells me lies, I'm going to go back to Malachi. I'm going to go back to Malachi 3, 10, 11, and 12. And if I have to say it to myself, make sure no one else is around. You said you would pour out a a blessing. You will open the windows of heaven. Open the windows of heaven. You said you would do it. I expect it. Do it, Father. This week's not looking good, but I believe next week's a better week. And we start doing things the way he does. And we stop this crazy cycle of living paycheck to paycheck. Anybody want to get rid of that one? Yeah. Now, I'm going to talk to mothers. There are men in here as well, but I'm talking to mothers, mothers especially, um, who um, take on that financial role, and it's up to you all to make sure that the bills are being paid. Um, you, your husbands work hard, you work hard, but you're the one who's actually seeing, okay, this bill goes here, this goes there, okay, blah, 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 okay. And then, this is what happens. The men, your kids, blah, 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 they're, they're, they're talking to you, whatever, uh, and, uh, and you get to lay down, and then all of a sudden, who do you think comes and tries to sleep between you and your husband? The enemy, the devourer. Choo, 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 choo. Hey, blah, 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 blah. So today... We're going to punch him in the mouth with Malachi 3, 6, 10, 11, and 12. And who wants to get rid of sleepless nights? Because you know that you have someone who loves you, who's in covenant, and you were obeying, you got good flow, and you're connected to your man, your source, the source. We're getting rid of sleepless nights. But let me tell you something, that over time, these little things they get very heavy. And the older I get, I make noises when I pick things up. So these are heavy. These are so heavy. But guess what? You all are going to make an exchange. And do you know what? I can't make an exchange unless I do it with something. Now check this out. I've heard it said before that grace is called unmerited favor, undeserved favor. When circumstances say no, when man says no, grace says yes. Grace sure looks a whole lot like Jesus. (laughs) Woo! Who's had grace in their life? Who's had grace? Who has that job that they don't deserve? Who's living in a house that they know they don't deserve? Who has that wife or husband you know you don't deserve? You married up. Oh, no, no, no. No lying in church. You know what I'm talking about. Who's going to a church? Exactly. 
Who's going to a church that you know you shouldn't have been at that someone invited you because you were right in the middle of doing whatever you were doing and you said they cared enough for me and I want to make an exchange. But guess what? I can't make that exchange until I put down what I got and I take what grace has. Grace, through faith, can I take what you have for me? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Grace. Oh, man. Give Grace a hand. Oh, whoa. Whoa. These things are light. Whoa. Those other ones were heavy. These are light. And you know what? Man, I want that overflow. I want the abundance. And it, uh-oh. Oh, oh, whoa. I can't even see the bottom. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, man. I don't know how that one's going to happen, but he does. Oh, yeah. Yes. Man, that is, I am so glad I put those cares down. Man. So on point number four, tithing consistently gave me the obedience standard. I became in the flow of things. I'm connected to a God that loves me. Now, how can I connect to the source? Somebody say it. Thank you. It was an open book test. Um, How can I connect to the source through faith? We can't do any of this unless we have faith, and then grace comes. We have faith, and then grace comes. We have faith, and then grace comes comes. Let me read you Hebrews 2, 14 through 15. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying, here we said it again, could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Oh, he doesn't have it anymore. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Fear, turbulent winds. Fear creates slavery. Fear, fear. But Jesus, he broke it. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. The word creates expectancy. The word creates expectancy. When God, when I'm reading God's word, I should expect that he can do what he says he can do. So seeker, now I'm coming back to you. You were called today, you showed up. Seeker, what you're gonna do today is you are going to connect to the source. That's exciting. Those who have been seeking God, God seeking you, calling you and you showed up today, you're going to connect to the source today. Those who are just baby Christians, you just accepted Christ last week or last month, what you're going to do today is you're going to go, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to give a little more. I'm going to trust that what I gave last month, I'm going to give more because I want to receive the blessings of God. You're going to step out in faith, and you're going to expect God to bless you. And long-time believer, what you're 
not going to do is as an MC, I'm up here on Sundays and I say, at this time, our ushers are going to be come forward to be receiving our tithes and offerings. May God richly bless you and protect you as you give. And then when I say that, the buckets are passed out and the longtime believer goes, week after week after week. Stop being religious. Throw religion out the door and expect that what you're putting in, God will bless you. God is going to bless you. Stop giving it an act. Do it in love and tell your God, you are the Lord of my tithe. I worship you with it because worship is love and action. And guess what? There's other people you say, well, you forgot about me. No, I didn't. There's other people who are longtime believers who have been giving. You have been expecting and you haven't seen that breakthrough. You haven't seen that opening. And I'm declaring and I'm decreeing that you're gonna get breakthrough. I declare breakthrough on you because of your obedience and your flow and your connection. Now, if that's not something to get excited about, I'll just walk out now. But I'm thinking that's some pretty exciting stuff. Yes or no? So this says in John 14, 6, Jesus, the source, my source, said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So you're going to repeat after me. And we're going to say some declarations today, right now. So repeat after me. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. And say it like you mean it, because you do. The blessing of heaven is pouring out. God is bringing into our hands seed. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Yes, in some, expect to receive daily the constant flow and strong connection to your tither's rights. Well, how do I do that, Nathan? Man, you guys ask good questions. By obeying the source by keeping your eyes on the source listening to the source my source for everything i need your help again these last three verses psalm 68:19 blessed be the lord yes who what daily i didn't put that in there if you don't agree with me i don't care Disagree with God. This says I can daily expect this. Who, say it one more time, daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation, Selah. When you see Selah, it says, stop, think about that. Think about that one. I'm gonna receive daily today. I'm gonna receive daily today. I am going to receive daily today. You're gonna walk around this week because you've been tithing. You decided to make a decision today and you're going to say, 
Some people might be around. Your wife be like, whoa, okay. I'm going to receive daily today. What's the next verse? Proverbs 4, 20 and 22. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them. We found some life today. And healing to all their flesh. This is our last verse. Lamentations 3.22 through 23. This is your last chance to help me. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new. What? They are new. What? They are new. What? They're new. What? They're new every morning in Jesus' name.